I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Nana Visitor, and you are watching Trek Culture. Welcome to the Trek Culture Podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That was you can end the podcast oh. now. Like, yeah. Incredible. That was much better in my head than when I actually did it. You peaked already. Like, it... <laughs> Suddenly thought that Sean was back in the room. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm a chameleon like that. Wow. Wow, um, that was impressive. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Where do you go from there? I don't know. Well, normally he says... Uh, I am here with my lovely, lovely host, Tom. How are you? And I go, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, but today, Sean is not here. It's just me. Uh, and uh, But I'm joined with two of our constant guests, I would call them, uh, Chris and Ellie, uh, to help me out as I am left alone, as Sean is gallivanting again across the world. Shooting I, and- videos in airports. I know, I know. He won't do the podcast. Yeah. Really he really polite to the video. public, I must say. Uh, the, the bits that I had to edit out, he, he was really polite to the people. Like he was, oh, was he it? was shooting. Yeah, he was. I think he was like shooting on um, some sort of trolley or something. Oof. And then uh, eight minutes in, someone's like, uh, "Can you can you get that shifted, please?" Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Sean was like really polite. He said, "Yep, absolutely, absolutely, no problem." He was dead courteous. Yeah. Mm. Well done, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good. Player. He doesn't need to do better. He's already doing good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll give him a round of applause. Well done. Enjoy your yeah, holiday. Well, done, <laughs> well uh, last week I took off um, and I, I was telling Ellie before we recorded that I tried to look at as, as le- at least amount of things of Star Trek related as possible so I didn't have my head in the workspace, um, although I did edit a podcast and the end of a video at the beginning of the week, but we'll ignore that. So as we go into news, my uh, podcast guests have the the duty to explain everything that's happened in the last week or so to me as as, as sean says let's get into the news that's my bit for this episode i think <laughs> it's easier to pretend oh to be someone God. with enthusiasm than to be enthusiastic myself oh. 
For over two centuries, you're listening to the Federation News Network. <laughs> so, Discovery released a new poster. They did. Uh, this was the video that Sean did in the airport. Um, obviously, it got us talking. Um, we, we <laughs> bit of criticism for like uh, overanalyzing everything. It's like, of course we are. It's the next Star Trek, man. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> Of course, we're going to like look at every little morsel they give us. Yeah. And, like, yeah. People do you the know. same thing when we do a Star, uh, uh, Doctor Who video. They're like, you just, you're, you're reaching here, you're overanalyzing. Um, That's literally our job. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We do it so you don't have to. Yeah. We need some more Star Trek around here. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Like you guys waited ages on the Who channel for just a, a little bit of Doctor Who. Oh, man. yeah, but we are old hands now at. Just keeping ourselves afloat when there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you know how to milk it. We're good you? at that now. We've had a lot of practice. We've had a lot of practice. Well, I'm looking forward to talking more about Star Trek in the uh, coming months as we get like trailers and and things like that. Um, but the poster, you know, they obviously they knew what they were doing. They put a ring of ancient alien text around them. You know, yep. so of course we're gonna like, oh, what does that look the most like? I know. Really? That's exactly what I did. Like, I'm like, what in the Stargate is that? <laughs> yeah, why why are you criticized for that? That's literally like I, I did a meme straight away. You put the discovery poster in that meme of um quit having fun. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just people. So not only did we have the, the poster revealed, within that poster we also had an air date revealed. Um so April fourth is when season five of Discovery will start to stream so everyone can get excited and start speculating. As yeah. we just said, we like to do, <laughs> speculate away. I'm happy because, I mean, April's not that far away, right? It's, that's No. We got March, then April, if I'm remembering how the world works <laughs> correctly. Well done, Tom. <laughs> well, I was quite worried because there is... Um, there is a sort of like a TV convention happening like in the middle of March. So that means like there's, I think it was going to be around the 16th uh, of March that uh, the first episode of Discovery is premiered at SSXW in, uh, down in Texas there. Um, yeah, I think I remember the name right. <laughs> yeah, South by um, Southwest. Is that that one? Yes, that's the one. That's the one. I got criticised for not knowing that what what that was, but hey, we're we're British. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, like, I, I only know it's it one because... of those things we don't know about you guys yet. You know, um... <laughs> I only know it because they do. Uh, <laughs> they used to do live D and D shows that I'd always watch every time they came out. So right, right. That's how I know they would always. They I mean, do I knew one... about all sorts of American. Sorry, go on. No, no. They, they, I know that they, they do one different parts of the year. Ones like ones. I think in yeah there and then there's another one in like a different part of the country or something that comes out later like it's a thing that they, that runs throughout the year I think right yeah I I did think that the west in the name implies there's an east or or a north yeah or a south. I think so yeah the existence of yeah or, or maybe they could like you know mix it up with a northwest yeah <laughs> really confused everyone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh, wow. what what got me worried about that premiere date is like. There could be spoilers coming out between then and the actual release date. Um, so we might know a thing or two prior to the actual premiere, but I think they're only getting the one episode at, mm -hmm. um, in, in Texas there. And obviously um, we have got a trailer that will presumably be released at some point 
soon so that's something else that yeah. we can look forward to you know we're not going to jump straight from a poster to episode one so in the next kind of month and a half or so we will clearly have more information and more things to break apart and speculate over yeah but we are getting two episodes when it premieres on april 4th which is the day before first yeah. contact nice i would i would have saved it for first contact day, yeah you know, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, it might be first contact day for us. Oh, actually, That's true. Yeah. We'll be getting it in the middle of the night. No, 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 no. Because we get it on. No. You know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's going really well, Sean. Really yeah. well. <laughs> uh, there's a bit of news recently um, that there are talks between Paramount and uh, Peacock about like putting both the services together in a partnership, not, not, not a merger as was being discussed recently about uh, that meeting uh, Bob Backish had with uh, Warner brothers uh, discovery uh, recently. Um, it, it's just another one of those sort of paramount and turmoil stories uh, that you missed there, Tom. Um, yeah. Just the, the uncertainty of paramount, the, the trepid waters of, <laughs> Of what of the streaming, um, yeah. So that this follows the news that eight hundred staffers at Paramount have been let go, uh, which is a lot of people, a lot of yeah. people. And you know, it, in times like these, you know, our hearts go out to them all. Um, and it it just it, it's another one of those things that cast a lot of doubt on whether or not. Star Trek legacy will ever be a thing. It's just another one of those things. However, the the optimist in me, you know, um, thinks that if you ever wanted something to maybe steady the ship, a surefire thing like Star Trek legacy, announcing something like that could, I don't know, bring interest to your company. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. What I mean, I one would think... Wouldn't you? One would think, but um, yeah. as it stands, um, the most recent update that we can give on Legacy. So, um, as of recording last night, so Sunday evening, um, I was very fortunate to be um, invited into. So, Master Replicas have introduced a club membership, um, and if you join that club membership, then um, there are um, exclusives that you have access to. So, you might have early access to certain releases. Um, but one of the things that they have introduced um, is exclusive Zoom sessions with various um, actors and creatives within Star Trek. And they had their first one last night and Terry Metalis was their first guest. Nice. Um, and uh, all I can say at the moment is from from the mouth of Terry Metalis, there is no there is no Star Trek legacy in the works at, at, at this point in time. Mm. Which is not to say that he wasn't absolutely on board to do it if it was a thing. Oh, of course, like but... yeah, he, he's the one that gave it the title. You know, uh, if anyone wants yeah. to do it, I'm pretty sure it's Terry Metalis. Like, yeah. I mean, he literally said, I'm fairly certain he said that um, in any capacity, if he was to be brought back on Star Trek, he said he would go and paint the walls uh-huh. if it meant that he could be be back working on Star Trek. So all, the interest is definitely still there, but um, yeah, at the moment there there is no no legacy. Um, but we do have other Star Trek to look forward to. So we, we let's not forget that we do have, you know, Section 31. We do have Starfleet Academy and obviously Season 5 of Discovery. We've got Season 2 of Prodigy. There's plenty coming. 
Of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the key players that we would want involved with Star Trek Legacy as well, Michelle Hurd and Jerry Ryan, uh, Trek Movie recently spoke to them at the Saturn Awards. And both of them are still game. You know, Jerry Ryan's acting as, it, you know, saying, oh, it's Star Trek Legacy isn't real yet. It, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's one of those things. It's like, it's such a no-brainer. That's the way we're treating it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it it's, it's bound to happen eventually. You know, um, yeah. it's whether those yeah. people are still interested when it suddenly becomes a thing in three years time. <laughs> sure. That, that, you know, that's that's another thing. It's like, do you strike while the iron's hot? You know, or do you expect everyone to turn up in three years time? Mm. You know, I suppose um, the only other way to look at it, if you want to look at why they make, because we're all going, oh, that's a sure way for Paramount to make money. But at the same time, yeah. the whole prospect of what we want legacy to be would require them to spend a lot of money on getting those legacy actors back and so that's I guess maybe from their point of view yes it might make us money but how much is it going to cost us if we want to make the show that the the fans actually want I mean you wouldn't have the entire TNG cast on screen at the same time for like multiple episodes we're talking about like a guest no. appearance by LeVar Burton, you know, to talk to Sydney in one episode, you know. Um, Jerry Ryan and Michelle Hurd are your two principal main cast members. We're not talking about 10 people. You know, we're talking about two now. We're talking about the standing sets already being built as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we already talk about a, a crew that can work really well together and passionately and, like, and adhere to, like, you know, uh, the... The, the the what the fans expect you know from from star trek um you you've got you've got it all there already like you know I, I don't i don't think it was it would cost anywhere near as much as picard season 3 did um with with all those things considered um but i i i know what you mean about you know paying your actors and everything but i don't think it would have the price tag uh picard season 3 had no definitely not well, we can only hope that one day the powers that be at Paramount open their eyes and wake up to what the fans really want. A zigga zigga. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys been watching Virtual Trekcon? I've done one better than watching Virtual Trekcon, Chris. <laughs> What's that then, Ellie? Well, Chris, I shall tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so on um, Friday, myself and Sean actually kicked off that day's worth of uh, content for Virtual TrekCon. Um, so if people didn't have a chance to see it, you can go back and watch it. We did our first ever live ups and downs. Um, not only was our first ever live one, it was our first ever joint ups and downs. And it was my first ups and downs for Trek culture. Um, and we, yeah. we discussed the cage. Yeah, the first ever episode, first pilot episode, I should say, for uh, and I wasn't involved. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is not true. I feel like people need to be aware of the fact that um, there were many hours worth of um, working out what the hell we were doing beforehand, and Chris very much was involved in that element of it, Um, and then just left us to our own devices when we were live. (laughs) Yeah, I I had to go and watch Jonathan Pye. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, it was quite a daunting prospect. It was quite scary. Um, I mean, the thing is, as I said, I, I've never done an ups and downs for Trek culture before. I've done mm. plenty. I've done a fair few for for Who culture now, but um, obviously, I've known Who a lot longer than I've known Trek. So, mm. and obviously, this wasn't doing an ups and downs for, say, Voyager, which we all know that I am very, very invested in, and I know lots about. 
Um, but having said that, you know, I watched the episode. I made a gazillion pages of notes. I saw made them. all my I was points. Impressed. I made yeah. loads of notes. Um, and it actually it went very very well. Um, for as daunting as scary and nervous as both myself and Sean admittedly was, um, once we started, it, we kind of just realised that this is this is all fine. This is all good. You know, we had some lovely comments coming alongside as we were talking. I will admit it was quite hard to keep our flow of discussion and look at the comments. So I, I will admit yeah. that there were probably quite a few comments missed that um, in hindsight. Thank you for your lovely comments. Well, if we... <laughs> It was very hard to talk and look at the comments. <laughs> if we ever did it again, you know, I'd be there to keep an eye on things and like highlight comments as they come in and, and, and whatnot. Um, it's, I think it's definitely something we will do again. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd very much like to do it again. Um, you know, just like maybe once a week, we just hang out with you guys on a on a live stream there. Um, so, so let us know if you if you'd like to see that happen, like a live version of this podcast, even um, where maybe we can like you know set a topic every week and then have a live discussion. Yeah, yeah I mean, I know fun. we had a few comments um, after the live stream, uh, maybe a slight criticism that the ups and downs structure maybe wasn't quite the right thing to choose for a live stream, which Perhaps, fully on yeah. board with, I completely get that. Um, obviously it was our first time doing it as well. So we did have to keep kind of pulling ourselves back on track, but basically mm-hmm. what you were getting was a live insight into what really happens when any of us get together <laughs> yeah. and we go off on little tangents and then have to remind mm-hmm. ourselves that we actually have a job to do. <laughs> Very much like how me and Sean would go through a new episode of Star Trek before Sean goes away to like yeah. refine and... That was uh, the unrefined it. version of the ups and downs before we usually then go away and do the ups and downs. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely I think um, if people want to just witness us having the muddled, jumbled discussions that we usually have, then um, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely doable. It, it yeah. doesn't have to be ups and downs. We just wanted to bring the big guns for Virtual Trekcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it was part of the festival, so it makes sense. They've had a really successful couple of days there streaming. Uh, As of recording today, today is their last day, uh, Monday the Mm -hmm. nineteenth. This this podcast goes out on a Tuesday, so that'll be the twentieth there. So it would have ended uh, by the time you guys hear this. But you can go back and watch them all. They've had like amazing guests. Like (laughs) I was just watching uh, John Delancey's one there before you guys jumped on the call here. Um, and they had their LARPies last night and your boy Tad, Todd Stashwick won one, right? Yeah, he did. Nice. Um, I believe it was best newcomer. Um, I will right. admit, I haven't seen of all of the um, the winners yet, but um, I will be checking that out to see who walked away with an award. <laughs> Maybe we do a proper breakdown when Sean's back next week. Yeah, we, you know, we'll set him up with some work before he's even back off his holidays. You know, we yeah. can't let him relax too much. In fairness, he is writing articles and stuff over there, you know, and I'm going to pester him at some point with something to do. (laughs) (laughs) Bless him. Bless him. But I think that about rounds up all the news news. that we have to discuss. So now it's time to annoy everybody with my Cargo Bay 101. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So if you guys don't know what we do in Cargo B101 is we choose something we want to throw out into the... Yeah, we choose something we want to throw out into space forever <laughs> that's related to Star Trek. And today I have chosen something. Now, if anyone listens to this podcast regularly, you might remember last week I said, oh, I have an idea for uh, a Trek, uh, a Cargo B101 from something you guys were sort of talking about. Very vaguely related to what you're talking about, but it inspired something that I've okay. thought about for a while that kind of bugs me. I can't me. even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter, I, nor can I either, but I remember saying that. So, my Cargo Bay 101 is Deanna Troy as an empath, because in TNG, so she's a, I'm correct, I always get it confused, she's a Betazoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. My confusion is always. I know it was based on the. It was it the Delta Zoids. Was that it from Motion Picture? Uh huh. Yeah. So I always my brain. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was the, the Deltans. The Deltans. Yeah, Deltans. yeah. Yeah. That's why my brain gets confused. But she's a Betazoid, and part of their race is that they're sort of empaths, right? So they can read people's emotions and things, and which then is a smart reason to make her the. Um, Counselor on the ship. But if you watch TNG, you'll very easily realize that she is one of the worst empaths on the whole show. There's people who give much better advice constantly. You have Guinan, who's constantly giving great advice to the captain of the ship. And then you have the captain of the ship, Picard, who says many great things to people to inspire them. Deanna will listen to someone on a different ship who's clearly lying about what they're doing, and she'll go, Captain, I sense that they're lying. It's like, duh, well done. She had, Everything she says is, is just not helpful. She'll be like, something feels wrong. It's like, we all know that, Deanna. You're not, you're not adding anything to this conversation. And all she does when people see her for, like, counselling advice is just give, like, extremely obvious, like, platitudes instead of actually giving them any advice or anything that could inspire them. She just says very basic things. And I think, you know, it's obvious that they 
especially with a lot of the female characters on the show, it took them a while to know what to do with with them because it was written by people who were, you know, of a certain age at a certain time who had a certain background. So it, after a while, they who had started, a certain network. Yeah, on a certain network. So they were. It took yeah. a while till they started to going. I mean, this went up until the end of Star Trek, based in two thousand five, when female roles were still very much that's the sexy one but ignoring that it, they did give some characters Janeway etc um some actual character uh and and Deanna was a very obvious one of them not really knowing what to do with her a lot of the time sometimes they gave her some, some great stuff sometimes they didn't really know and I I think they just they they, they missed the mark with the whole empath thing with her because they didn't really know what to do with it other than go oh I think this person's lying thoughts Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what? It's funny you should say that because um, another thing that was mentioned by Terry Metalis in this discussion um, was um, how they were actually quite, um, it worked out in their favour that Marina Sirtis wasn't um, available um, for a lot of the filming for Picard season three. Um, and so that's why she was only in it kind of towards the end and wasn't in it very much. I didn't know and He that. said it actually worked out in their favour um, because if... Deanna had been on the Titan earlier on, she instantly, because she was an empath, would have been able to sense all of the problems that no one else was able to sense. And so they would have been That's out true. of that tr- that trouble way, way earlier um, because mm-hmm. because she would have sensed trouble. Um, and so I, it's very interesting you, that you've said that because it is, it's kind of like, it's that one of those very simple plot devices, isn't it? That they put it in there to kind of Get get around a problem, (laughs) but also it can also cause a problem because it means well, why did she not sense that? Yeah, as you said, they used to do that in TNG as well. There'd be episodes where she is just not around for some reason because she could just sense that something is happening. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that having her as the counselor absolutely um, is a really good direction to take a character and to have her there to kind of be a soundboard for for crew members that are struggling. I just, I think, I agree with you that. The empath part of it kind of it yeah. wasn't it explored in the sense. right kind yeah. of way. It's just that she doesn't yeah. give people advice in any way as helpful as other people on the show, <laughs> which just makes me yeah. laugh. It's like her her empathic abilities are only useful to, like you said, point out the obvious. But when they're actually required, you know, yeah. to actually help someone, <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> it almost feels like um, the creator the creators kind of having this empathic character had an excuse to have a really emotionally vulnerable female character as opposed to, you know, it just gave them a reason to make her act out at certain points or, you know, be very overdramatic or melodramatic at certain points. Um, And then we go, Oh, well, she's a, she's an empath, but it's just kind of typical what they would make a female character do. They they definitely wrote themselves into a corner whenever it comes to like espionage. They had to get her shifted, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it worked out great for Picard. But yeah, yeah. she would have sussed it out straight away, wouldn't she? Hang <laughs> on a second. <laughs> What's all that about? She could have gone proper cockney with it as well. She'd be like, What's yeah. that all about then? Like, <laughs> What's I going mean, I on feel here? like the little space babies, the space yeah. babies. I mean, instantly she would have been like, Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. They're not trying to kill us. It's, you know, it's a protective mama, just, but she wasn't there. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. I just thought that was very interesting that, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's interesting that you didn't know that, Tom, but yeah, that Marine Sirtis was 
in London. So I think it was also not too long after COVID. She had some filming conflicts. She wasn't in the country. Right. And so she was. Uh, they only had her for a certain amount of time. Betazoids just can't sense anything about uh, changelings. There's like a void there. Where they should be able to sense. But yeah, so I mean, you know, what are your thoughts? I don't want to get rid of Deanna. I love Deanna. Do we want to get rid of, do we want to take that part out of her and throw it into space? I feel like, yeah, I I mean, (laughs) I I also like the character of Deanna, so I don't want to get rid of the the character in all its entirety, but I feel like it definitely could have been explored in 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 a better way or developed in a better way. So I am going to say I will allow the the empath part or the unexplored empathic part of her character to be thrown out into space. That part of her, that part of her perhaps. And the the fact that, I mean, they did like use it as a challenge and they did rise to the challenge multiple occasions with Troy and her Mm -hmm. empathic abilities, I thought. Um, But yeah, there was times where they just, it was just a inconvenience to have her be so powerful. You know, yeah. and I guess this is what like like superhero comics like run into all the time, right? It's like, yeah. well, this power cancels out that power, and this like, oh, how do you keep track of all this? You know, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a bad idea to like have a be empath, empath, empathic, and then then the whole Betazoid uh, race there, because yeah, you know, it had she been on the bridge and you know on the on the Titan there in uh, Picard season three. Uh, whenever she walked past the changeling, there would be like an absence there, uh, like how Luaxana couldn't read Odo's mind. You know, um, there's there's just a void there. Um, yeah. where there should be a, mm-hmm. a human spirit. Well, not human. Sorry, a, a humanoid spirit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or um, I mean, even like the, like the whole thing that she does with Jack, right? That would have happened yeah. at the very beginning. She would have met of him and yeah. something different with him. We need to figure that out, which would have changed mm. everything. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we would have known it was the Borg from the start. Unless, like, you know, yeah. Deanna, for some reason, wanted to keep that secret from the rest of the crew. And, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that was the one frustrating thing I had about how drawn out the Red Door thing yeah. was. Uh, yeah. That was something we talked about. Yeah, it had been funny if Deanna just straight away goes, oh, guys, it's the Borg again. And everyone just sighs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, seeing as Sean is not here to do the honors, Tom, mm-hmm. yeah, would you like? To I will. Press that button. So, like a little lobotomy, we will take out that part of Deanna's brain and send it out into space forever. Goodbye. <laughs> Okay, so we are going to do one question for the Ask Trek Culture section of the podcast before we say our goodbyes. Remember, everybody, if you have any questions, anything at all, it can be Star Trek, it can be Trek Culture, anything related to us in any way, send your questions on Twitter with the hashtag AskTrekCulture. This one is... Sorry sorry to interject there, Tom, but this Ask Trek Culture hashtag could also be part of our weekly live streams. Yes, exactly. If we do that, and you guys, yeah, we go. Back, we could, we could even answer it there. Yeah, there go. <laughs> go ahead. Um, more work for me. Hooray! Okay, so this is at from our friend at Finnish Oscar. Sean would then go, "Hello." Oh yes, hello. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you for the must-listen podcast. No, thank you. This time my question is, if you could be anyone in Star Trek from any series or movie, who would you like to be? Mm. I know. I think it'll be a long-lived character. Um, maybe the Dax symbiont or something. Yeah, yeah. Some, someone, oh. some, something long-lived. Yeah, because yeah. then you could also be multiple people as well, so you're not just stuck as one person the whole yeah time. of course i can try things out you know what i mean i'd be quite liberal and progressive yeah. and all that yeah yeah mm, i bet that you would. is um that yeah. is a difficult question and you Part cannot say janeway like... you cannot say janeway <laughs> well i was gonna say it and then i was like actually do i want to be her she she <laughs> has a, quite a hard time of it it's for a lot but what i was thinking um but now that i'm thinking it even more it's probably not but i'm gonna say it anyway um someone like naomi wildman who you know, has can see the world through a child brain and so doesn't necessarily see all the danger all the time and just has this kind of life of this is this is my cool life and it's she doesn't know any different. Do you know what I mean? So to her, it's kind of this wondrous I'm surrounded by all these really impressive people. I mean, you just want to know Janeway. You just want to know Janeway. (laughs) The more I think about it, the more I'm like, uh, maybe I am Naomi Wildman. I'd just be chasing behind Janeway like, love me. Yeah, you're going to be yourself. Just let me help you. I can help, please. Read you like a book, Ellie, little child. (laughs) (laughs) But then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, hmm. It also could be a quite lonely life as like the only child for quite some time and living mm-hmm. in constant danger and never meeting your dad and never being able to get home. But Swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts, yeah. But yeah. let's be honest, yeah, I time. would just be chasing after Janeway. <laughs> Notice me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you, I would be that um, jellyfish thing from the first episode of TNG. No, I wouldn't. I would be, I'd be cute. <laughs> I'll just be Q and do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you win with that. Q is a good character to be. As you said it, I was like, oh, maybe I should have said Q. Yeah, I can mess about <laughs> with anyone at any point. So until I ultimately die, sort of. Anyway, uh, thanks for the question. Make sure you've got more questions. We have one question as well, but we're going to save that for the next episode. Um, and yeah, that's the end of the Trek Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening. Sorry Sean wasn't here, but who needs him anyway? Hey, when you have me... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the stuff. Well, you know how he would close this. You know he'll go. Yeah, make sure you go and follow us on all the various socials. Socials. Um, you can find Shoshals. us at Trek Culture on Twitter and Blue Sky um, and TikTok and Trek Culture YT over on Instagram. And uh, you're all awesome. Thank you. Take care of yourselves and see you later. Bye bye. Nailed it. Very good. Well done. <laughs> Who needs them? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash 
Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.